Well, 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 thank you for joining us. I feel like I'm doing like a State of the Union address and my fellow Americans, we are live and what a blessing it is. I know this is, I know we are a church hungering to get back in person, but what a blessing uh, to have this building, to have this technology, um, that, that we are able to rent this space and use these cameras and have the World Wide Web and that we can actually be together. I know it's not together, together, but it is together. And we are, we are live. A lot of times, you know, when we've been online, we'll shoot something during the week and then we'll put it. There's a little something different because I could say anything and I can't take it back because it's, it's live. And some of you are like, no, you know, how do we know it's live? Well, I'll prove to you that we're live. Um, what just happened that I wouldn't know if it wasn't live? Here's, here's what, uh, football, 49ers Packers game, right? Uh, Aaron Rodgers went down last night. Now I know we have some legitimate, sincere, diehard Packer fans in our church. Um, too soon probably for you. And, and you're probably saying, you're probably thinking, Jones, you, you're just jealous because you're a Panther fan and you're just jealous because we were in an important game and you're not. And I would say to you, uh, you're exactly right. Color me green with envy. Um, but at this point, Packer fans, Panther fans, we're, we're in the same spot on the couch watching other teams play. But I'm just proving to you that, that we're live. Um, uh, Seth and my son Jackson are here, uh, drove the roads. Uh, my roads at least were not too bad, but we just, man, went back and forth, back and forth, and knowing how cold it was going to be and not knowing for sure how icy things were to be, we said, all right, for one last time, one last time, we'll go online only, and we're glad that you're here um, with us. Um, I want to continue in this platform our By Faith series, all right? So, uh, this is crazy, church. We've had, this is our fourth Sunday in January. This is the, we've only been in here together one time on January 9th because of some COVID stuff and our staff on January 2nd, then we we're here. And I talked about, man, here we go, here we go. One of you who will remain nameless texted me this week and said, did you jinx church by saying what you said on January 9th? Because two straight, never, never in the history of Relentless, two straight weekends where we got to deal with weather um, right here in sunny North Carolina. But that's where we are. I, I hope it wasn't me that jinxed it. And maybe, God willing, we'll be back in this building next Sunday. That's the plan. But man, we, we named this church Relentless because that's who God is. He, he doesn't give up on you. He doesn't give up on anybody you know. He's relentless. He keeps coming again today on this cold morning with his grace and with his love. But God has used our name, Relentless, uh, to speak to me, because sometimes it's like, man, I, I want to throw in the towel, right? Like what? Nothing can go right. And it's like, man, God is relentless and he gives us a relentless spirit. So we just keep coming and keep believing and keeping watching the power of the gospel work, which it does, which it has, which it is. So today, as we continue, walk by faith. It's a very simple verse, right? Maybe you're gathered around with your family. I hope so. Uh, with your uh, roommates, wherever you're at. This is something all of you can remember. The title of this message, the takeaway of this message is six simple words. Walk by faith, not by sight. You got that? Right, look, look at somebody you love and say, honey, son, friend, buddy, 
Walk by faith. Good, good for the two of you that participate. I know how y'all are. Y'all don't, y'all don't do at home like you just look at each other and smirk and whatever. Walk by faith. Say it to yourself, say it to a human, say it to your soul. Walk by faith, not by sight. That comes from 2 Corinthians. We'll look at the, the totality of it later. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, just a simple verse. You can memorize a verse today. Like, hey, we, our church, we didn't have in person, but we did have online and we even memorized a verse together, right? You don't have to tell them it was six words. Walk by faith, not by sight. That's kind of a, it's kind of a nonsense phrase, right? Like in real life, who does that? Who's, who's gonna walk, right? And not look where they're going. Who's gonna, who's gonna put a blindfold on and get in a car and just like, you know, I'm gonna drive by faith, not by sight. And that's not actually what it means. It's not, it's not blind faith. Um, it, it's, it's just the reality of walking with a trusting attitude, with a surrendering trust to God the Father. Let me give you an example. You can't see it in this room, but when I come out of this room sometimes during the week, um, that I use as an office sometimes, and I'm walking out here to, to leave or, or go to the bathroom or whatever, um, this room is dark because we don't wanna use and spend money to, um, to have lights on in this room that nobody's in. But the problem is this, all the switches for the lights are at the back of the room. So I'm coming up from this off the stage and I'm walking through the room and, and there's no light. So I used to get my phone out, turn the light on so I could see where I was going. But then I realized like, I don't want to mess with my phone. I, I, I want to keep, I'm, I'm in a mode in 2022. I want, I want my phone in my hand less, not more. And it became a little challenge game to me. So I, so I started to, and it's not pitch dark, right? You can see a little bit. I started to kind of memorize the steps and the feels and where the steps are and where the chords and where the challenges are to where now I don't need my phone. I can walk from here to there without any help from light. Right, so I'm not guided by what I see. I'm guided by what I know. Okay, <laughs> okay, all right. So living life is is walk by faith, not by always what we see. And sometimes it's not it's not going by what we see. And sometimes it's 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 a sight just means we can't see anything, right? So we're not walking by what we can see or what we can't see. We're walking by what we know, right? That's what it means to walk by faith, to actually, to actually make decisions. Wow, church, you've all got decisions. You've all got stuff on your plate. You've all got relationships. Everybody's got issues, got worries, uh, got blessings and praises, got obstacles, got challenges. Uh, man, what does it look like for you to walk in life, not come to church, not believe in a God? Every day, walk by faith, meaning I'm walking by what I know, not necessarily what I can see. Now, in that example, it got easier the more times I did it, right? Because you start to, hey, I can take this step, even though I don't really see if I'm gonna fall or not. Oh, I took, I, you start to learn and get a habit and get a, 
confidence, right? So our heart as a church for the untold, unconvinced, for a lot of you that are brand new to following Jesus, even in the pandemic, or you're right on the edge of making a first time decision, it's hard because you don't have the experience. You don't have, uh, you know, that confidence of, hey, every time I walk in faith, right, I see God show up. So we come around you, we rally around you, we carry you, we help you when you do fall, and, and we help you see that this thing is real and walking by faith is how we want to live this life. Walk by faith. I got three things for you today, and you're going to remember them because it's WTW. That doesn't spell anything. It's just a little catchy, right? WTW. Maybe somebody out there has got initials WTW. That'd be cool. All right. WTW. The first W is walk by faith, not by sight. Part, part of what's hard right now is is you can make this walk in the dark over and over and it gets easier. Well, part of what's hard is none of us, none of you, don't lie, none of us have walked through what we're walking through right now before. Like nobody's like, yeah, man, I remember in the Spanish flu pandemic and, and here's what Jesus did in me. Like none of us have, right? Not only that, not, none of us have been in this climate where truth about anything like you can't find out what's true scientifically, uh, politically, everything becomes political and just, it just gets so muddy and everything's offensive and every, all the stuff. So all that on top of, none of us have lived through a pandemic. So, so we're all walking through this together and, and, it, and it, it gives me an unease. It gives me a feeling, I, I, would, I called it this week, um, I feel unsettled, right? Just in the, the unknown, right? The man, everything's, there's no certainty, right? There, you know, I, I, I'm trying to coach a basketball team that I talk about a lot. And man, every day, like, do we have a game? Do we not have a game? Is it canceled? Do we have, like, we're we going here. We got, we got athletes trying to make plans around academics and they're trying to work jobs. And then a game gets changed and they tell their job, oh, I, I can't work that night because now we have a game. And the, the job, like you guys that are running businesses, like, you can't have employees calling out at the last, you're already way, way short. And there's just so much pressure and just so much stress and, and, and church, is it on or is it all? Like there's just nothing that is solid. And it gives us this feeling of, or gives me a feeling at least of unsettledness. But I think that is, I know that has creeped into us spiritually. Let me use this example. This was at the beginning of the season, probably six, eight weeks ago, coaching and, and we're struggling. And my daughter, Mia, she just doesn't look herself. And I, I pull her out of the game. And I say, are you okay? And she's like, not really. I was like, what's wrong? She's like, I'm dizzy. I'm like, honey, you can't play basketball like dizzy. Like that's a, that's, that's a no go. Like you gotta, you gotta sit here and get yourself right. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you play basketball. I, you know, I can't walk if I'm dizzy. I can't preach. I can't much less play basketball if I'm dizzy. But I, but I think I think there's a lot of us that are spiritually, as far as where we stand with God and what's, I think there's a lot of us that are spiritually dizzy. And it's just a result of all the uncertainty and the lack of this and that. And that's okay, so what do we do? We, we start to walk again by faith, not by sight. Now, why, why, why does God put those in opposition, right? Why can't we walk by faith and by sight? Like, I got faith, I'm gonna trust God, and I'm also gonna like, you know, I wanna see where I'm going. Like, why would he say, why would he put those things against each other? I'm gonna walk by faith, and by walking by faith, I'm not gonna walk by sight. Why is walking by faith in contrast to walking by sight? Right, that's, 
That's a big question. Let's think through that. I've been thinking through that. And, and what I came back to is the reality and scripture teaches us this, that what we see isn't always true. And sometimes it's not that what we see isn't true, it's that we just can't see. And when you can't see, or when what you do see is not trustworthy, what do you, you just walk by faith. Well, we'll unpack that in a second, but here, here's the best example, and it's a, it's a tragic one. Um, two parts of my life collide uh, indirectly. Um, man, when I was, you know, a younger man, I spent, I've told you before, I spent hours reading and watching documentaries about JFK and specifically his assassination. And I thought I was going to figure all that out. I didn't for the record. Um, but it was 1999. I still kept up with, with everything related, including his son, JFK Jr. It was 1999 that um, JFK Jr. died in a, in a tragic plane accident that went when this plane and his wife and his wife's sister went down in the water. Fast forward to a more recent tragedy, almost two years ago today, it'll be two years this week, where uh, basketball Hall of Fame legend Kobe Bryant um, and his daughter and seven others died tragically in a helicopter. You guys, basketball fan or not, you remember that. Well, there's something in common between JFK Jr.'s plane crash and, and Kobe's helicopter crash, and that is the NTSB used the same diagnosis for what happened in both situations. It's a technical term that if you might not have heard if you're not a pilot, but it's called spatial disorientation. Spatial disorientation. I've read up on this because I was like, there's no way. That doesn't make sense. But, but it's a real true thing. And I've never flown, like I've been on a plane, but I've never flown a plane. And I, but there's something about your ear canals and your sight. Basically, when it's dark or when there's no light on the horizon, your mind messes with you and, and you can get into a place, and what happened in those flights, you get into a place where you cannot tell, trained pilots cannot tell which way's up and which way is down. Is that not crazy? Right, and you, you, there's, there's ways to overcome it, but if you're an inexperienced pilot or the conditions or whatever, and, and it's something to do with what your brain is telling you, and your brain is telling you that this is up, and, and, and pilots are are thinking they are ascending and we know from the law, they're actually descending and everything in their eyes, ears and brains and senses is telling them they're going up and in reality, they're going down. Is that not crazy? I, I, I believe that is connected for us church spiritually, not about an airplane, in our hearts that, that we live in a crazy, fallen, evil world. Like we live in the same world. We also live in the same country, but you could go anywhere. Like we are, it, it is just hard to be a human. We're not meant for here. You're not supposed to feel at home in this place. And, and things are getting ramped up and things are unsettled. And, and, and in our flesh, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just how, it's part of the human experience. There are times and there are things and there are emotions, there are feelings, and you cannot tell. What's up from what's down? And what you see and sometimes what you feel is in contrast to reality. And if you walk by what you see, you will walk into spiritual tragedy over and over and over again. 
So God in his love and his wisdom helps us to walk by faith, not by sight, right? Because what we see is gonna not prove to be true and real. You feel that in your life like I feel that in mine? So that brings us to the T. Well, what do we do if we walk by faith? What does that look like? Well, let's go back to the pilot analogy. They're taught and trained to trust the dashboard, right? Trust their instrument. So that's the difference between a, a okay, uh, you know, rookie pilot and a very experienced. A very experienced pilot can fly without ever looking out because at the, at, especially in those situations, they're not depending on what they can see. They fly, they fly purely on the instruments, on the dashboard, because those things don't lie. It, it doesn't tell you you're going up when you're going down. So they learn to fly by the gauges, the instruments. You've seen a plane, all the crazy stuff. I wouldn't know what the first thing is, but they know what all that means, and they don't trust what they see. I feel like I'm going up. No, no, I know I'm going what way I'm going because I'm flying, I'm trusting the dashboard. So for us, church, come on. We don't need a birthday for a church. We don't need Easter or Christmas. We just need today to decide, man, we have got to start trusting what is trustworthy and our feelings and our emotions and the news and, our, and Facebook, right? None of that fits the definition of trustworthy. We have to trust what we know, what we can count on, and it ain't us. It is the truth of God and his word. Man, I hope there's an amen in the chat room right now. We've got to trust, not ourselves, but God and his word, the source of truth. Because, and I was reminded of this this week, talking to some of you, just being real and transparent, the reality, maybe not for everyone, but for a lot of us, the reality is our rhythm, our rhythm of life and spiritual life is off. Our rhythm has been interrupted by life and it's been hard. To get it back, I, I could tell a lot of stories about rhythm. I could even demonstrate some rhythm up here, but it's a little early for that. But I remember my senior year in high school, don't, don't ask me why or how, but there was a talent competition and me and a bunch of my friends, we, we did a dance step routine that was serious but funny at the same time. And, and this will take you back to a few of you. We did, uh, the song was Lords of the Underground, Chief Rocka, okay? And you think, is there a punchline? No, that's like, that's what happened. Thankfully, there's no video of this, but there's a moment in the song, I'm out there in front of the whole school assembly, getting my groove on with my boys to Chief Rocka, and there's a moment where the speaker goes out, and we had it all planned and timed up. I mean, it wasn't, it was bad. I'm sure if I saw it today, I would cringe. But man, for a moment, like we're out there and it just felt so horrible because I can't hear the music and how can you hit the, hit the beat or hit the move or hit the step when you can't hear the beat, right? I feel like spiritually we've been struggling to hear the music of God and stay with them. And to do that and get back to that, we gotta trust our instruments, Right, so we are a gospel-centered, forever-focused, multi-ethnic movement of God. To be centered on the gospel, man, that's, that means we walk by faith. We, we live our lives by faith that the gospel is true, that there's nothing we could do to earn God's love for us, that we don't perform for him, and then he loves the good ones and, and looks down on the bad ones. No, the gospel and the truth centering our lives on the reality that his grace, his unconditional 
kindness, his relentless love for us is built on him, not on us. We don't earn it. He freely gives it. So we sit in that, which means walking by faith is you don't go to work. You don't go on a date. You don't go to school. You don't enter any environment without spending some time in your vehicle, in the shower, wherever, just just saturating, just soaking in the truth that there's a God who created me, knows everything there is to know, knows my name, knows my future, knows his plan. He loves me intensely. He created me not for this world, but for one that's coming. And that's real again today. We got to center. That's part of walking by faith. That's part of trusting the dashboard, just returning to the rhythms. We say around here, the most important decision you make every day is whether you spend time with God or not. And if you'd have told me three years ago, hey, we're going to have a pandemic and we're going to lock down and quarantine and things are going to be crazy, we're gonna, then I would have said, man, we're going to spend all kinds of time. We're going to have more time than ever to spend with Jesus to be in the word. And that's not been the case at my house. It's not been the case. And I know in a lot of houses, it's been a struggle to have the rhythm of sitting with Jesus. And, and we really believe we've seen it over and over again. It's not a chore. It's not a to-do list. It's not a duty. It's not a task. It is life giving. Maybe you just need to do that when we, when we dismiss here today, just, just to sit with Jesus in his word. How do you do that? You sit with Jesus and believe he knows you and wants to communicate with you. You clear distractions, you quiet your mind, and you say, would you speak to me through your perfect word? You are the word. It is living and active. You love me and you want to do something in me. I don't have to read the Bible today. I don't have to do a Bible plan. I just want to sit with you in the word, it's powerful, it's life-changing, it's church-changing, it's family tree-changing to see Jesus and scripture come together in your life. That's part of walking by faith. Trusting the dashboard is trusting his word. So here's what we're gonna do, church. The big announcement starting today, starting this week, we haven't done this in a long time, read scripture together. We're gonna read through the gospel of Mark as a church right? And we're going to do one chapter a week, right? Not, not to have a low bar, like so everybody, but because I really believe, and there's a lot of ways to do this, that you get the most out of the word when you don't speed through it to complete it like homework, but when you just sit in it, right? So some chapters are longer than others, but you have a, so, so the idea is not that next Saturday night, you're like, oh, we had homework. I'm going to read Mark 1. The idea is that starting today, you would meditate, you would read a paragraph, you would pray over, you would listen to it on an app as you, like you would saturate your mind today for seven days with one chapter of Mark. Maybe you do a paragraph each day, maybe you read it all, like you, that's between, like you do you, Mark one this week, then the next week, Mark two, and it'll take us all through 16. The next 16 weeks will take us to the end of April, just a few weeks after Easter. And I just think Easter in this room completely changes because we've been soaking ourselves with the gospel of Mark, which is all about Jesus, his life, his ministry, who he is, which is who we are. I just think it completely changes our church. If we, so, so some of you, maybe you're already reading whatever. Well, you can get one chapter of Mark on top of what you're doing. A lot of you are looking for somebody to tell you, hey, what should, where do I start walking by faith? Walk by faith, trust the, the word of God is truth and believe that it's gonna change and speak to your life. We're gonna do one chapter a week as a church, we'll send some reminders, we'll have some discussions, we'll talk about it in different ways, but just, just start sitting with Jesus through the chapter, first chapter of Mark. We'll do that for this week. Start next Sunday, we'll go chapter two. You guys got it. Trust your dashboard. Trust what we know is true, which is the word of God. The, the body of Christ, that church is a part of that. That's why we made 
the huge announcement on January, uh, January 9th, and we haven't been back together since, that on March 20th, we're going back to two services, right? Not because everything, like, because we're busting out of the seams and we don't have room, uh, not because cases aren't bad and, and all that. No, but, but by faith, that's the step I, I felt led for our church to take and our staff is with us on that, that, that that's the day where we go back to coffee and, and fellowship and doing what we do and two services to make room and so that our volunteers can attend the service as well as, as, as volunteer and guest services or, or kids or whatever. So that's the day we're building towards. That doesn't mean you have to wait, right? We have a lot of work to do between now and then, but we're just talking about the rhythm in our spiritual life. And part of that is, let's be honest, all right? Apart from COVID, let's be honest. There's a lot of us that Sunday morning was like, taken. Nobody got that time. That was me and God and God's people, Relentless Church, and I am there. And unless I'm out of town or in the hospital, that's where my Sunday morning is. That's all been blown up with the pandemic. We've lost that rhythm. So we're calling our church back to, yes, if you're sick or if you're immune compromised, we, we get all that. But for everybody else, that's your commitment, like Sunday morning, starting not March 20th, starting next Sunday. Man, if I'm in town, that's my, because I need that and I'm part of something bigger than myself. It's part of walking by faith, not by sight. And the last piece of the dashboard, I think, is just obedience. Obedience to God's word, obedience in your life, obedience, obedience as trust, right? In a beautiful way. I trust you. Um, trust you as Lord, not as genie. Right, walking by faith is, hey, I want you to do this and do this and do this. You work for me. And if he doesn't do it, you're like, you know what? This walking by faith stuff doesn't work. No, 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 no. He doesn't work for you. He's working for you, but he doesn't work for you, right? He is the Lord. He is our master. And we come to him with surrender and trust and obedience. And that's part of our walking by faith, not by sight. I told you WTW. So you got it? Walk by faith. That's the W. T right? T is trust the dashboard. And then the last W is this. We all need help. We all need help. That, you know what I love about that sentence? The word all. Ain't one of you sitting anywhere thinking, no, I'm good, man. I'm like, and if you are in the word and if you have, your rhythms are really good, God bless that, man. That's awesome. I know some folks out there, it hasn't been easy, but you are in, in rhythm and, and all that beautiful stuff but you still need help. We need each other. This, is a, this, this body of Christ Christian thing, it's a team sport. It's not an individual sport. We all, we all need help. This whole series by faith is built on Hebrews 11.1, 1, which we talked about. I don't know how, I don't know what day it is, man. I don't even know what month. I don't know. Anything. A few weeks ago, right, we talked about Hebrews 11.1, 1, that, that what is faith? Faith is confidence, Confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. You know what we all need? You know what we all need if you're following Jesus? We all need people in our lives that are confident of what they hope for and certain and assured of what they can't see because, because it's hard and we all have moments right? And we all have weaknesses. I need your faith. Your faith changes me. My faith changes you. We are interdependent on each other. And that's the, the lie of the pandemic is maybe church should just go online. No, no, no. It'll never just go online. We need each other. We can't, we can't do this on our own. 
right? So faith is being confident of what we hope for, certain assured of what we don't see. The power of getting around other people who have that confidence and assurance, and even if theirs is low, yours is high, and we feed off each other, and we watch God bring new people in who have no faith and watch him do in them what he's done in us, transform and change and save and rescue and adopt. Come on. We all need each other. We all need help. There's strength in numbers, even in this decision, right? I, I'm, I'm decisioned out, man. I, yesterday, I was texting some leaders and staff like, man, somebody tell me what to do because I, I can get there. I drove here yesterday. Steve's okay. But, but we didn't know how bad it would be this morning, right? And, and in my own flesh, I might make a bad decision because my thought was, you know what? What's the worst case scenario? If we have church, what's the worst case scenario? Worst case scenario is one of you gets in a car, slides on a slick spot, drives off the road, hits a tree and dies because you're trying to get to church. And my thought was, what a way to go. <laughs> like, we're, this is a, we're not here long. Forever focused, right? Life is a mist. Forever is really long. We're not here very long. We're all gonna be done here at some point. What a way to go to meet Jesus and say, man, I was on my way to worship you and with your people and I hit a spot. You know, I think Jesus is gonna, but you know what? There's, there's, there's some lack of wisdom in that thinking and I'm, I'm kidding, sort of. But, but in reaching out to some other folks and some of you and roads are like, you know what? Let's go online. Let's, let's this smart. We, we can still, we can do this. So that's what we did, but there's, there's strength in our togetherness and, and that's so like multi-ethnic church, right? The whole idea of God starting the multi-ethnic church 2,000 years ago is you're going to be better with perspectives that are different than yours, that we all come from, from different places and different perspectives, and none of them is always right, and none of them is always wrong, but collectively, you can gain perspective from others that you would never, ever be able to have on your own. So the collective body of Christ is stronger and better. That's who we are, and we need each other to do that, life is, life is unsettled right now for a lot of us. What's the worst response you can do when life is unsettled? What's the worst thing you can do? Isolate. That's the worst thing you can do is isolate when you're unsettled, but that's the natural default right now because of everything that's going on. And we're gonna fight against that. So we wanna get confident that we can trust God and I can't see what's coming and, and I feel some sort of way and I feel lost and I feel out of rhythm, but I'm gonna walk by faith, not by what I can see. And we're gonna get confident in that. And how do, you, how do you get confident? Well, lots of ways, but one of the ways is you admit that you need other people because their confidence, when your confidence is low, their high confidence can help you and talk you and walk you and pray you through. The primary way that you get confidence and God is to walk by faith, to trust him. When you can't see where this is gonna go, but I know this is what I'm supposed to do. I don't even know why, I just know this is what I'm supposed to do. And you do it, God always meets you there. And your faith grows and your confidence grows. You know, my week was crazy like a lot of yours, but, but specifically Thursday on, and one day, um, we're getting ready to play a basketball game and, and in the hours leading up to it, find out that, that one of our dear friends, Kelly and I is one of our very best friends, um, not local, out of state, but um, her mother, uh, this friend's mother had, had died. 
right? And she'd been not in good health, but, but we didn't know it was coming that quick. And this is a woman that kind of watched us grow up and that, you know, it's just like, it's one of those things when you're our age and your, your friend's parents die and it's like shot to the gut. And within an hour of, or two of that, we found out that Kelly's uncle, a family of ours in Winston had, had fallen um, at home down some steps and was in an ambulance headed to the ER. He's uh, he's been, uh, Uncle Drew, he's been here at Relentless Church many times. Um, he's recovering. He's still in the hospital. He's fractured ribs, but uh, God spared him. He's going he's gonna to be okay. But it's like, boom, boom. Like, it's just, and then, you know, we're trying to figure out church decision. I just, I just, it just feels so like, man, this, this life, it's so shaky right now. And God brought me back to 2 Corinthians 5, 7, just, Walk by faith. You felt unsettled before, different reasons. And how, how is God? He always shows up in that. And he reminded me what I want to remind you to close today. He reminded me of what surrounds 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Right? You memorized a verse today. Walk by faith, not by sight. You got an acronym, WTW. Walk by faith, trust the dashboard. And, and I forgot the last one. We all need help. See? I, we all need help. I just proved it. Right? But walk by faith, not by sight is a, is a great six words. But the context, what, what, what is Paul is talking about leading up to that beautiful verse is death. He's talking about this beautiful phrase, one of my favorite sections of scripture. And he talks about where our, our mortality is swallowed up by life, right? The reality that this life ain't it. Here's what the verse right before says, it says, so we're always of good courage. We know that while we're at home in the body, we're away from the Lord. Like we're not with him, like he's in us. We're not with him like we're gonna be with him. Like as long as we're here in these messed up bodies in this messed up world, we're not, we're not with the Lord. So what? Verse seven, so we walk by faith, not by sight, because we can't see him yet, but he's here. He is there. He's with you. He is working in all of this. He is preparing and working. It's true. It's real. Trust truth. Trust what you can count on. So walk by faith, not by sight. And then the verse after says, yes, verse eight. Yes, yes, we are of good courage. And we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. This isn't where we want to be. Right? This is the ultimate forever focused message. Right? Death is real. It's not scary. He conquered it. He defeated it. We don't wait to Easter to talk about that. We live in it. We can't see God working always. We can't see visual Jesus, but he is. He never stops. So what do we do in the meantime? We walk by faith, by trust, not by sight. Part of that is getting back into some rhythms. Get into Mark 1 this week. Be excited about it. Circle 1015 next Sunday morning. Circle March 20th, the day we go back to two services. Let God start to build some momentum in our hearts and he will do what only he can do. Our job is simple and beautiful together to walk by faith, not by sight. Father, I pray for every soul, every person that's listening to this live or later or whenever. God, this world changes in beautiful ways when we, your people, trust you to walk, not by what we can see, 
but by faith in you that you're good, that you're trustworthy. So God, you've got to do the heavy lifting here through your Holy Spirit. Would you communicate to hearts and minds right now? Communicate to hearts and minds of everybody listening what it would look like to walk by faith what you're calling them to trust you in, even, even though what they see or what they feel doesn't add or measure up, that they would just trust you. And there would be action with that. They wouldn't just think by faith, but they would walk by faith. And God, would you help us trust truth, trust our dashboard, and to start to get back into rhythm? Would you speak to us and meet us in the gospel of Mark over the next 16 weeks? 